Dr. Q&A with Dr. J, lifecoachingwithdrj.com. Thank you for joining me on my internet radio station today, and um, um, I just welcome all of my listeners into my uh, internet living room um, office, and um, I, as usual, I always enjoy having you all come in and actually stay in my cafe. So keep those uh, questions coming and I will try my best to respond to them and archive them in my internet cafe. So today, you know, it's interesting because I've got about between eight to ten comments and questions regarding the state of the American affairs in terms of our relationships. In particular, not just the pandemic because I've archived a couple of shows on that, but um, in addition to us being in social distancing and safe um, and kind of uh, working from home or because of the pandemic, not having able, being able to find a job at all. Uh, in the middle of all that, I think it, it brought up some feelings of not only just isolation, but we've been seeing, and this has been going on for over 401 years, We've been seeing a lot, though, lately of people feeling like enough is enough of killing of black and brown men and women and or incarcerating people of color in general more than their white counterparts. And so the question at hand is, you know, how do we deal with racism in America? You know, how can we ever get back to having some normalcy, not just in the pandemic, but the pandemic of racism. So with that in mind, I will try to um, address that, uh, listener. I think we have to, before we can talk about racism as it is today in 2020, um, and how to, and what are some ways that we can actually deal with the, the cure of the disease of racism, is we have to digress for a minute and go back to the causation or the root. And I know many of you have heard the term institutional racism. And, you know, I had another question like, what, what does that really mean? You know, what is institutional racism? It means that if all the people disappear tomorrow, all of our systems, every system we have, economics, education, uh, politics, across the board, social services, employment, equity, equitable employment, equal rights, policing, the judicial system, the legal system in its entirety, everything would be non-inclusive. Um, in other words, if there were no people left on earth, the systems would still be here remaining, um, showing prejudice and um, doing racial profiling to certain groups. It is because the root of the problems of American racism and around the world is stemmed in the foundation of that people of color are less than people of non-color and or Anglo or white people. So with that being the premise, it means that every system that we have is based on more than, less than. Like, I am more than you, you are less than me. So that's kind of like uh, using the analogy of get your knee off my neck. And it comes from that place of the attitude and the prejudices 
that are instilled of people uh, that feel that this color hierarchy is what I call it. So for an example, um, in most racist systems throughout the world, it's the very light or white have are conditioned to believe that they are better than anyone with melanin, which means of color. So it goes down to from, you know, brown people from Asia, from Mexico to Africa, to even European uh, nations, uh, Australia, it doesn't matter, the Middle East, everybody is always trying to lighten up their um, color in some ways, either through makeup, I mean, they, they have different treatments that they can use bleaching cream because it's taught fundamentally at the root of racism is that the darker you are, the less you are um, honored or respected. However, in the black community, we used to have a saying, and we still do, that the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, just for a little LOL. But in seriousness, um, we have got to stop uh, preaching and teaching and embracing the concept of colorness, color consciousness, racism. There is only one way to get color in the rainbow and uh, the rainbow of colors. And it comes from simple chemistry 101A, which the white, the color white can be mixed with a thousand different colors of white and it only can produce white it's because it's an albino. But the color black can, can um, produce every color in the rainbow from black to albino white, meaning no melanin. So when we, if, we, if we go back and we just correct history. So the way to get rid of, I know I keep saying this, but the way to get rid of institutional racism is to go back to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is to look at colorism. And colorism, when you think white is better than every other hue, hue of the rainbow, and the darker you get down to the rainbow, which is into the color of really chocolate, dark, black, then you go you say, well, that's the less, that's the least of what uh, is considered a positive human being. Well, we have to stop that. Because if we just wake up in the morning and tell the truth that we are all one, we are all from one source, we're from African blood, everybody. And Chemistry 101A teaches that, that black can produce every hue of the rainbow, including albino white then that would make us all brothers and sisters. And so, first of all, we'd have to tell the truth that civilization started in Africa and or of African blood and that the theory of that black is less or brown is less or uh, Indian is less or anything that of color is less, we would have to actually tear that model up, dismantle it, shred it, and say we all are from one source. So, in order to get rid of the fundamental institutional attitude and prejudice of racism, we would have to actually go back and say, okay, we got this. We had it wrong. It was based out of the need to be in charge, uh, an attitude of, I am better than you. And when you really think about it, we have to dismantle that 
attitude as well as the prejudices that go along with racism. Because for generations, it's been passed down, this theory of it, anything that's of color that's not white. It's almost like Hitlerism. Anything that doesn't have blonde hair and blue eyes um, and our white skin is better than anything that has melanin. That, again, as I just said, needs to be shredded because it's a lot. Okay, so once we tell the truth, then we can start building and looking at identifying the way in which that lie has evolved into division, divide and conquer, self-hate. People of color wish they were lighter sometimes, and that's part of the self-hate game. Um, and the higher the hue goes up in terms of getting closer to white, that that mentality that somehow you're better than people of color. When Once that lie is removed, then we get to truth. And the truth is we are one. We're all brothers and sisters, all from one source. Just Can't you just feel the freeing of that? Now, it doesn't mean that we can't be proud of our different cultures and values um, from different parts of the world. I mean, that's that's great. I mean, ethnicity and values and traditions that are passed on through generations, through people from different regions in the world, that can be empowering and amazing. But if we get to that, we all are from one source, then we can celebrate the uniqueness and differences of each other. See, everything that comes from the truth gets to the truth. And everything that comes from the truth can be celebrated. So remember, as we're meditating on all of the discord that's going on in the world, uh, Black Lives Matter, Women Matter, Brown Lives Matter, Indians Matter, Asians Matter, Human beings matter. Life matters. Um, it means that you have to be willing to go back to the root or the foundation of we are from one source, we are one, and nobody along that continuum from chocolate, chocolate, beautiful black, all the way up to beautiful white, brown and every color in between. All of us are important. All of us should be respected and celebrated. And each culture and each lifestyle needs to be celebrated and respected. So as we start getting into um, the healing process, it's like you can't put a Band-Aid on it. Like, okay, fire all the police or dismantle this and do that. It really starts from telling the truth, which is we all are from one source, and then taking system by system. For an example, take the education system. There shouldn't be any special accommodations because all education should be the same across the board. That's right. I mean, there shouldn't be an elitist based on money in public and or private education. I mean, there should be accommodations for everyone to have equal access. Um, and that's just something that we're going to have to face as we take the scalpel and dismantle this disease, which is institutional racism. We have to dismantle edu 
education as we know it, and not so much dismantling it, but we have to cut out the disease part of it, which is we can have everything in place, but it has to be equal and accessible to all children, all young adults. And that goes from K, preschool, K, uh, kindergarten, all the way to 12th grade, all the way through the junior colleges, career colleges, all the way to graduate schools and graduate graduate schools. We must make sure that there's accessibility for every person who qualifies and who wants to earn these different degrees and or career paths. We must make it equal, period. And we must not make the entrance uh, exclusive. We must make it inclusive. Uh, another system is, I mean, let's just take policing for uh, an example. A lot of people are saying, well, dismantle, fire all the... Co-. Well, no, what we need to do is do the same thing. Cut the disease out. The disease is the attitude and the prejudice that says people of color are less than and they should be treated uh, not equally. If you stop someone in an affluent community, the same thing should happen in a less affluent community. That's called community policing. You get to know the neighborhoods that you're working in. You get to work with all of the community leaders and you get to know the children, the adolescents. You get to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. But you don't have a predetermined notion that you should fear people because they are a different color than you. And that's the part we need to cut out. That's the disease part, that somehow, based on your color, that you are less than. That's, again, going back to our truth. We are one. Let's look at another system. Let's look at the economic system. Um, You have to have equal pay. I mean, you look at the discord on how women and people of color are paid less than um, than people um, of non-color or Anglos or whites. That has to, that's the disease part. So we don't have to dismantle the whole economic system. We have to cut out the disease and give everybody an opportunity to qualify, be prepared, and to participate in the economic flow of the American dream. And if they weren't born with that ability to have generational money, there should be an opportunity and an economic path for them to get qualified and to get a opportunity to come and participate in the economic flow of America. And it's the same thing in every system. So, I mean, we could look at... Um, that was education, and that was economics that we looked at. We looked at, uh, let's look at housing, for an example. You know, we have a few housing programs, but it's not enough. We have to have equal opportunity. Uh, the law, whole uh, uh, idea of being able to get pre-approved for uh, loans for uh, borrowing money to buy a house it is very unequal and it's very, it has racial and racism built into the econ- the very basics of the housing market. It used to be called redlining and 
it used to be called just segregated communities. There has to be equal access to communities if you can afford it. And we have to look at our lending laws to make sure that they're not being exclusive and make sure that they're inclusive. Home ownership should be and or renting a safe space to be in should be a human right. And we're just going to have to face that. I mean, it may sound like socialism or whatever people want to call it, but the reality is just, you know what it is? It's humanism. If you have a problem with communism, the term communism or socialism, then just try the word being human, that people have a right to decent housing and affordable housing. So you're right. We have to cut the disease of racism. And when they say institutional racism, they're talking about that basic foundation of disease. And that disease has to be cut out with a scaffold, with a a humanistic scaffold of giving everybody an opportunity to be in the mainstream of the American dream. Um, and, and just in general, talking a little bit about people say, well, there's so much violence in the different communities. There's self-hate. There's black-on-black crimes. There's, well, there, there are white-on-white crimes. There are black-on-black crimes. Yeah, yeah. People of different colors and ethnicities, they have... Um, they commit crimes. I'm not saying that we live in a crimeless society. I'm just simply saying, don't just illuminate to the press about black-on-black crimes or brown-on-brown crimes when 80% of the crimes that are committed against white people are committed against other white people. Again, we have to cut out the disease of how we disseminate information, and that goes from television radio, magazines, and newspapers. There is some fundamental, basic, institutional racist disease that is in our total media of America. It always shows people of color as less than in the light of things that they present. In a magazine, you can look through a whole magazine sometimes and not see a person of color. That's beginning to change by one or two, but it has to be more equal. It has to be more equal in television. It has to be more equal in radio. It has to be the whole media, newspapers, books. People have to have equal access to actually seeing people of all different colors and nationalities. And then you will be able to say to yourself, Oh, okay, now I have visual confirmation that I am important. Uh, So we have to show people in a better light. And people in the industry of entertainment and the media, that disease of racism, institutional racism, has to be cut out. And we have to have equal access to television, radio, and all the newspapers and magazines. They should be out there. And if there's not, then there needs to be develop a pathway to allow people to um, be able to present people of different nationalities and color and values to have access. In other words, things cannot be based on the 1%, the very, very rich and the very, very poor. We have to have more non-institutional-based rights to have pathways into every aspect of the American dream. Because 
If you don't, then what you get is you get an American nightmare. And right now, in addition to the coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic nightmare, we are experiencing a racist, an institutional racist driven pandemic that has turned just the thought of the American dream into almost a nightmare. So our work is cut out. I hope I answered your question, uh, listener. I hope I have an invitation for everyone to see about doing their part, showing up, having the conversations, being able to look at yourself and identifying your disease, whatever that prejudice, whatever that happens to be, and to be willing to have the conversation of how do we make America American dream and how do we actually not only make it a dream, but make it into the America that we know we all want, which is we are one, each one reach one, each one teach one, and more importantly, each one respect one. So having said that, I'm going to um, ask you to keep those letters and keep your comments and your emails uh, coming at me. And um, I can't wait to get the next uh, question. And again, I want to wish you the very best. Let's all do our part to make this world a better world, a safer world, more respectful world, a world that has accessibility to everyone being able to reach for the American dream because that's really truly our foundation and the only way we can do that is to face our truth and to tell the truth we are one thank you for listening and now uh, I hope wishing you peace and love and have a blessed day